Misfits. Welcome back to the Misfits and Mysteries podcast. We are your weekly podcast for all things weird and wacky from Bigfoot and aliens to psychology and history and everything in between. We are your hosts, Emmy. And Steve. So Steve, how are we doing? Doing great, actually. Steve, I had something crazy I wanted to discuss. Awesome. It's great. Last night, I had a like one of my very first flying dreams. That's so cool. It was amazing. Well, the scenario wasn't great. So what happened was someone, I had a car with a U-Haul and like all my shit in it. Mm -hmm. Someone just stole it, like stole all of my stuff. So I was like, I need to find this person. So I just like flapped my arms and started flying around the city looking for this Uh U-Haul. And I found it. Awesome. What'd you find? And I like went up and confronted the person. But like the flying part was the cool part. That's pretty cool. I know. I'd never had a dream like that before. You know, I don't know if I've ever had a flying dream either. I just don't recall. I don't like to remember my dreams. So usually, I mean, it's a bad dream if I remember it. Yeah, you have like nightmares. Yeah. Did I send you that thing? So over the weekend on Friday, I went out to the city with my friends and we were walking along the East River at like 3 a.m. And I took this photo. I'm just confused because it's certainly not the 9-11 memorial I took a photo of. There is some green thing just in the sky. And I didn't see it when I was there for real. Out towards the river the other way? Yeah, it was over the river. Let me send it to you. I think I sent it to you, but let me send it to you again. I posted it to Twitter. I got absolutely no traction at all, which I don't understand. Like, you think anything <laughs> that might be a UFO image, people at least glance at. But look at this. I don't think it's an alien, but like, what the fuck is that green light in the right corner? Whoa. It's not the 9-11 memorial. It looks like professed. an inchworm in the sky. I know, which is weird because that's over the East River. That is so strange. It was that big? I don't remember seeing it. I mean, I, I was intoxicated. Here's another photo of over the East River taken like moments before and is not there. I know for a fact on the 9-11 memorial, because 9-11 memorial like shows up really nicely. Um, on camera. It's not there in that photo. There in the other one. Is this looking into Manhattan? No, this is looking out from Manhattan over New Jersey. Okay. Wait, New Jersey is the East River, right? No, no, sorry. Um, Brooklyn no, sorry. and Queens. Brooklyn. This is looking over Brooklyn and Queens. Interesting. It's always really strange. Like, I have no idea what that could be because the 9-11 memorial is to the left of me because that's where Ground Zero is. Ground Zero is not yeah. over the water. We can see it from everywhere. It's actually really cool, but... um. You can't see it from where I was taking the photo. So I have no idea what the hell that was. Maybe a UFO. Maybe. I just wish I actually saw it and didn't see it the next day on my phone. I do have an interesting alien story today. Awesome. So. But before we get into that, I actually have to tell you something that I think is preposterous. You ready for this? I yeah. can't remember if I told you. So I was staying with my friend. My friend and I were drunk. We went out to a deli at 3 a.m. And so you know how like delis in New York, everyone knows how to make an Italian sub, right? Sure. It's like the most basic New York thing you can make. That's right? not my go-to, but sure. Yeah. So we go to this place, right? And these people do not speak very good English. And I'm like, can I get an Italian sub? And I swear to God, the only way to describe the sandwich the guy gave me was if someone from a foreign country was guessing what an Italian sub might be. And this guy Aww. ran a deli. I ordered an Italian sub. For people who don't know what an Italian sub is, it's usually a submarine sandwich. And on it, you have lettuce, tomato, peppers, and all sorts of deli meats, cured deli meats, and like vinegar. 
And yeah, isn't it usually like ham and salami and like yeah, exactly ham salami like those kinds of aged deli meats. So this guy hands me a sub sandwich with ketchup, mayonnaise, grilled chicken, and bacon and a little bit of lettuce. It was like whatever. <laughs> it doesn't sound that bad. It wasn't awful, but. It was clearly like the most confused sandwich ever. It had like some of the correct elements and the meat was just completely wrong. Like bacon yeah, but and the meat chicken. is like the signature part. I know. Like, like that's... that's the thing. It's like, sure, you put those other weird things on a sub. It's like, that's kind of gross, but whatever. But the dude put objectively the wrong meat. There's no chicken or bacon <laughs> in an Italian sub. Maybe he misheard you. Yeah, I don't know, but it was okay. It was just the most confused sandwich I'd ever eaten in my life. That's funny. Anyway, want to get into the episode? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the episode, sorry that uh, the episode came out so late last week. I was really busy. But actually, no, there's no episode two weeks ago. I'm sorry that about that. Uh, we're back on track. We had a conversation. We uh, have a production schedule again. And yes. now that I have some structure, I'm going to have things done editing wise. So before we get started, still have that uh, Domino's pizza giveaway. Uh, it hasn't really gone anywhere because I didn't release the episode saying that was happening. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so if you tweet at us at podcast underscore misfits a screenshot of the fact if you're subscribed to the show and you've left a review take a screenshot of both and also if you tell a friend you screenshot that or whatever and add us that's three entries right there do that on twitter mm-hmm. and you can be the owner of a 20 dollars Domino's gift card that i don't want nice <laughs> also before we start the episode make sure to leave us a voicemail at 914-627-8582. What can people tell us about, Emmy? You can tell us about anything. You can tell us about an alien encounter, cryptid encounter, ghost story, whatever you got. Yep, you can tell us whatever you happen to have. Anyway, let's get into the episode. So I am talking about the Falcon Lake incident. Ooh. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think I have. It is known as Canada's most famous UFO story. Wow, they have Um, UFOs all the way up north? All the way up there. (laughs) Wow. And some people have even said it rivals Roswell as the UFO story. Of course they do. Those damn Canadians trying to compete with us. I know, but actually, once you hear about it, you're like, okay, this is like kind of better than Roswell. To be honest. Yeah. We like Canada, though. Canadian Spirit, great podcast. Kelly was on, just filling for Emmy. Just go check those guys out. They're awesome. But besides them, besides that, Canada is just want to be America. Canada is a good place, though. It is, yeah. You can't hate it. They're just like... It's just polite. Government's fine, seems like. Yeah, kind of racist. But, uh, I mean, Trudeau dresses up as, like, brown people for Halloween. (laughs) yeah Uh, anyway (laughs) but they do they have one good ufo story all right (laughs) and maybe i mean actually no vermont maple syrup's like probably better if not exactly the same as canadian so yeah let's just move on they they have poutine they have poutine yeah okay anyways so there's this guy stefan mikulak i don't know if that's mikulak right but that's what i'm gonna call him and I may skip over some of the details, but this is like a really, really like long in-depth story. So we're just going to hit some of the highlights. Alrighty. So he's a mechanic and an amateur geologist, as most of us are. Yes. And he's 
going into the wilderness around Falcon Lake or Falcon Lake, and it's about 150 kilometers east of Winnipeg, just mm-hmm. to give you an idea. And he's looking for some quartz and silver. So this is in 1967, May 20th. He's 51 years old, and he's looking for this quartz and silver, and he's interrupted by these geese, like mm-hmm. a gaggle of geese, and they are really loud and like honking, whatever geese do. And he looks up, and there is a cigar-shaped object, which we have talked about before, is a common UFO shape. A very common UFO shape. So, cigar-shaped object, 45 meters away. So, he gets closer to it, and it descends to the ground. And he sits back in the woods and starts sketching it. And this is a very important part of the story because he is a very accurate sketch of what it looks like because he spends an hour and a half sketching it very detailed to the point of like this is how many knobs are on the door just really really in-depth sketch what are the odds that someone who actually draw gets to see this thing because if it was maybe like a pad and pen with him if you or i found this our drawing would be a goddamn disaster I would try to do it on my phone. It would be like a little stick. Like the, you're like drawing on Snapchat on your little yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could just take a picture at that point. But Yeah, it's true. <laughs> then after this hour and a half, he's like, all right, it hasn't moved. Like, I'm going to go up and touch it. And so he goes up and he says that it smells like, it's like this really distinct like sulfur smell. And he hears motors and air. And uh, <laughs> this is a good part of the story. So he looks over and there's bright lights inside. And he hears some voices in a language he does not recognize. So he calls out and he's like, hey, Yankee boys, you need any help? <laughs> <laughs> Why would they be Yankee boys? I don't know. Because they're, uh, they're Americans, perhaps. But they don't answer in English. So he tries again in Polish and then Russian and then German. (laughs) And also, like, how do you know how to say Yankee boys in these languages? Also, Yankees are Americans. Why would they? uh, It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and he's in Canada. Maybe he said, like, the German equivalent or the Russian equivalent. No idea. Maybe he's just like a really weird dude. His goal in life is to learn how to say Yankee boys in every single language. Yeah, whoever like wrote this story maybe thought that this was like a way different time period and place. <laughs> them damn Yankees. <laughs> Dang on it, Yankees. It's nineteen eight it's nineteen twenty-two and the Yankees are beating the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. <laughs> okay. So he goes up to the ship, puts on the welding goggles and gloves he happens to have in his bag. <laughs> What is so he, his deal? He's like fucking Mary Poppins, just like pad and paper, welding goggles, gloves. Like I understand he's a mechanic and a geologist, but like, why would he bring his welding gear to the wilderness? Don't know, but good thing he had him. Yeah. So puts all this on and he reaches out to touch the aircraft and through his welding gloves, it melts his gloves onto his hands burns through it 
Oh, okay. Because I was going to make that suck if your glove got melted into your hand. Then, shortly afterwards, he's struck in the chest by either what he describes as, like, a blast of air or, like, gas. Mm-hmm. And it pushes him backwards and sets his shirt and his hair on fire. Oh, my goodness. And he, like, rips his clothes off and runs away. And at that time, the craft just gets up and is gone. Wow. So he's, like, stumbling through the forest. He's, like, really nauseous and sick. He's throwing up. And he made it back to his hotel and then eventually goes to the hospital in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of crazy part because he has the sketch and he has documented injuries from this at the hospital. And when he goes to the hospital, he has sores in that same grid-like pattern that was on the craft and is in his sketch down to how many holes were on the craft. That's fucking freaky. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then for the rest of his life, he had crazy blackouts randomly, like lost a ton of weight. He had terrible headaches. He kind of just like flipped his life upside down. And he decided to tell people about it because he was like if someone else sees this i don't want them to go up and touch the craft and like have this crazy stuff happen to them and he said that after that the media is all over him various government agencies both from canada and the u.s are just like circling above his house all the time like knocking on his door he sees like people in his backyard like checking stuff out and there's just like endless visitors and phone calls and pe- people would like camp out on his lawn just to like see him come out to be like that's the guy who survived that's that's bizarre why would you want to like camp out on some guy's lawn just to like see him because he survived like touching a ufo right it's not like he like survived an alien abduction or something crazy happened to him i mean it's something crazy that happened to him but like he just touched the ufo yeah i don't know why People were, like, obsessed with this story, though. So his goggles and his gloves and his shirt and all of his tools are sent to this lab, and no one could determine what caused the burns or, like, this doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before. And they ultimately go back to the landing site, and they tested some of the soil samples along with some of his clothing and they found out that the parts of the area were highly radioactive. Ooh. And there's like this circle 15 feet in diameter, so like pretty big, that's just like along this circle, there's no vegetation growing. It's like something had like seared the ground there. That's wild. And a year later, Stephen goes back to the site and again mr amateur geologist cracks into some of the rocks and sees that parts of the metal ship had been burned into the cracks of the rock what what's that mean exactly i don't know did he break the ship by touching it and like pieces came off or what no i think it was just like the ship was like so hot that it was just burning the rock oh wow and so, so, so some of the metal of the ship like melted into the rock. Yeah. 
Oh. And like now to this day, like the police and Siva himself have some of the pieces of metal, which to this day are still radioactive. That's wild. And that's why they think he got so sick because he had radiation points. Well, maybe if you were an amateur like nuclear reactor operator, he would have been safe. True. <laughs> but like, what could that have been? Like, I, don't I know. can't think of any reasonable explanation if it was a hoax that was a elaborate hoax so this guy gave him gave himself a radiation poisoning just as a hoax for no reason yeah that's not a hoax that that was probably a ufo right that's so Unless weird. it was like some crazy government ship but also like why the fuck would he touch it i don't know why he would touch it that's stupid. At least he put gloves on. Not that it did anything, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good thing he put the gloves on because his hand would have probably just melted away. Oh, yeah. At least throw like a rock at it or something first to see what happens. Or poke it with a stick. Well, he did shout out to the Yankee boys. <laughs> Yankee boys. Yankee boys. You throw like a rock or stick or something. And when that gets incinerated, you're like, oh, shit. Let me not touch this with my hand. Yeah. And you'd think that you would feel the heat of it if you were that close to it yeah i don't think it's a hoax but that part doesn't add up logically in my head i don't know people are weird people are really stupid though so who knows but that's crazy yeah so also, that's the story that's another thought too is like i know people are like oh aliens abducted abduct humans blah 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 I mean, there's so many animals that are, I think are so much cooler here. Like, why wouldn't they abduct like a grizzly? I mean, actually, I guess a grizzly bear would probably like that would probably fuck shit up on the spacecraft. So they didn't really want That's that. But true. like, I don't know, bears are cool. Yeah, we're like the smartest though. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Dolphins are pretty smart. Basically, couldn't abduct a dolphin because a dolphin would die. Well, maybe they're water aliens. Maybe. What if there's like a secret Atlantis-like civilization under the water? I mean, I would kind of believe it. <laughs> the ocean is insane. But... There's so much of the ocean we haven't explored. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's something that we'd find, like a stationary. That's like the one reason I doubt it is that we've done enough exploring of areas. I feel like if we had giant stationary structures, we'd find them by now. But not in like deep sea. I, yeah, I guess not. The reason I feel like you're not going to, it's going to be a really difficult to get like a giant squid is that those things are moving constantly. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I can't remember where it is, but I think it might be like Russia or Asia, but there's this giant cave system that they discovered that's so large that it has like its own climate and everything in it. And there's like all these species of fish and stuff. Like it's, I think it's for biologists only to go, but they have like all these species of fish that like only exist in these lakes. And the only reason they have their own like habitat is because part of the uh, roof collapsed. So it creates some like sunlight. So it's kind of crazy. It's kind of like the um, Hollow Earth. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, Hollow Earth has its own sun inside of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't have its own sun. It has our sun. But uh, it's similar enough. Sun Dung Cave in Vietnam has its own weather systems here. I'm going to text you it and look at the uh, picture in the article just to get a reference of what this thing looks like. It's insane. But San Dung, for everyone listening, San Dung, I mean. San Dung Cave. Whoa. They discovered this in like the 90s, I think. So like this giant cave existed and no one knew about it till like the 90s. I mean, it's beautiful. People are like camping out. There's like beaches in it. It's crazy. And we discovered this like in the 90s. Wild. 
I mean, it's massive. So if we're still finding shit like that, like there could definitely be something under the water. And also it might not look like what we think it is. Like if they're a water civilization, mm-hmm. why would they have like a house? Yeah, it's true. On the ocean floor. <clears throat> yeah, it'd probably float or something. You don't want to be in the floor. The floor is where like the sharks hang out. Yeah, and it's like dark and maybe it's like more of a mobile. Like nomads? Or what if sea monkeys actually work? What do you mean? Sea monkeys do work. I mean, have you looked at like what the packaging suggests? It's supposed yeah. to have like a kingdom and you get little lice. What if people have just been flushing their sea monkeys and they turn into like a real civilization? Like irrigators? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be wild if there was just like a civilization of sea monkeys living in our sewers. I mean, there could be. How would we know? We literally would never know. There's no one like going through the sewers and like checking for little civilizations. Yeah. I mean, that could exist. That'd be so wild. Imagine having to like live in a sewer. There's stuff to, I guess they just filter feed anyway, so they could do it. These are the questions These are the people questions. should be asking. All right. So do I get into moon-eyed people? Yes, I do. So I was looking up some stuff about the Appalachians and this one's pretty wild because it seems like it might actually be a real thing, which is wild. So according to Cherokee legend, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> so this is in real life this is a long time before the cherokee moved into the smoky mountains of the appalachians allegedly there lived a race of small bearded white men who lived in appalachia okay so you spent time in uh in the smoky mountains this year for a little bit right i did did you by any chance see any weird like rock mounds or anything um no <laughs> no or no like abandoned lo- like decrepit looking like fortifications okay i mean i did stay in like a very sketchy cabin one night and there was like some weird stuff going on there like creepy noises and stuff but i didn't hear any i didn't see any like weird houses like structures all right so these moon-eyed men apparently because we'll get into it but it looks like the moon-eyed men were actually like real Like, it wasn't just, like, a legend, which is pretty weird. So, these moon-eyed men controlled all the land from Little Tennessee River to Kentucky, and they had, like, a line of fortifications spanning from one end of their domain to another. And they inhabited what is now modern-day Murphy, North Carolina. Not that I've ever heard of that. Yeah. (laughs) These men lived in rounded log cabins, had huge blue eyes and fair white skin, and were completely blind to the sun, and were only able to go out to go hunting, fishing, build and wage war at night and wage war at night yeah and so according to legend the moon-eyed people eventually abandoned their homes and or were driven out or and vanished out west so there are a few legends what time period is this this is like the 1100s like well before columbus so they're not native americans yeah they're not these are like a, a group of allegedly blind white people with beards here do you want me to, want me to tell you like i'll get to into like what okay the, okay sorry keep the, going. No, no no worries there's a lot of reason to be confused which is weird but there's like a lot of consensus about what they actually are which is even weirder um so basically one legend claims that the moon eyed people were driven from their homes by the creek tribe and in this legend the creek waited until the light from the moon became too bright for the cave dwellers to see 
and ambushed them, sending them out of town. And another legend suggests that the Cherokee people themselves fought off the Moon-Eyed people, and they retreated into what is now Tennessee. And another theory suggests that they went up north to West Virginia. So this is where things get kind of weird. So this kind of sounds like a weird folktale, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing, no substance to it. So in all Cherokee mythology, all the characters are supernatural. This is the only instance in all of their folklore where they refer to something that seems supernatural as a real race of humans, okay. which is like already like weird to be like, oh, it's just like a coincidence. But here's where things get strange. People did some digging and there is this Welsh manuscript from 1170 that suggests that long before the Spanish settled anywhere in, in America, the Welsh made it to the Smoky Mountains. So according... Oh. According to this, it was actually a 16th century manuscript. I, I misspoke. So according to that, a Welshman named Prince Maddock was believed to have sailed from Wales to what is now Mobile Bay, Alabama in 1171. Apparently upon his arrival, Maddock and his men ventured north to the Tennessee Valley and were never heard from again. Whoa. So while that sounds like, oh, like it's just a legend, this is where it gets even weirder. Years later, early explorers discovered a light-skinned Native American tribe that spoke a language that was pretty much Welsh. Oh my um, God. And so in this area, there are all these weird like rock mounds and remnants of old fortifications in throughout Appalachia that were clearly man-made. And there's this white tribe of Native Americans who speak Welsh. Isn't that just bizarre? <laughs> That's wild. So like they weren't meant to be there. No, these were explorers who went in there it seems like they must have interbred with Native Americans. Yeah. And the Cherokee show up like later and they're like, whoa, what's the deal with all these people that build like forts and these round cabins? That's, that's strange. I know. It's so strange. So there's even in the Cherokee County National Historical Museum, I'll send, I'll send you a photo of this. There's an effigy of a conjoined twin that's three feet tall, made of soapstone with two heads and giant eyes. Experts believe it is an example of these um, of these moon-eyed people. Obviously, ancient aliens and conspirators just claim that it's definitely aliens, but I mean, right. I think this is almost crazier that these Welsh people were settling America in fucking 1171. So, uh, but it's just crazy because Tennessee is like not on the coast. I know. They, they have to like trek inland. No wonder they're never seen again. They went really deep. I'm just looking right now, like how far, like. Yeah, let me send you, while you're doing that, let me send you the photo of the moon-eyed people. It's wild. So they would have to walk through the entire state of North Carolina to get there. Yeah. So I just texted you an image of the moon-eyed people. I want to know, like, how the hell do these people go blind <laughs> or become nocturnal? Yeah, that's strange. Do you think that part's made up or do they just become cave dwellers? Maybe they just like got used to living in the caves. That's my best guess. I think they became cave dwellers. And then like the only thing I can think of is that they became cave dwellers somehow over time, lost their like sight and then decided to make houses and fortifications throughout the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy because it definitely could have happened. And like, how do we know? I know, like, that. that's the thing that's so wild is there's evidence that this actually happened. I didn't think this story was going to go that direction. I thought it was going to be, like, a weird alien thing. Yeah. But it's just so crazy. Did you see the photo I sent you? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're kind of weird looking, but they don't look like aliens, like uh, like people claim. Yeah. It just looks like that's the best face you can make out of carving into stone. It doesn't look like definitively aliens. It doesn't really look like much of anything. Yeah. There's another but... thing I didn't research, but there's also these brown... Actually, this is another great question for you. Did you see any of those brown floating orbs when you were in uh, the Smokies? I don't think so. Just pull it up. I can give you a little background on it. It's interesting. There's a lot of weird stuff in the Smokies. Appalachia is a treasure trove. Because remember I was telling you about like the woodland, like the native tribes of people who still live there? No, I actually don't remember you talking about that. I talked about it on the podcast. It was like, I found it on TikTok. <laughs> like people are going missing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was the Smokies. So basically there's this area in Appalachia I don't want to go into it because I do research, but there's this area in the Smokies where you can see these weird brown orbs floating in the sky. Those first seem like fishermen. Uh, and for years, it was just explained away as, uh, oh, you're just seeing like reflections of car lights. But then one year, there was really bad flooding and it completely washed away the road. And people yeah. were still seeing these brown lights flying in the air. I'm looking it up right now. And surprisingly... UFOs isn't even like the top explanation. The top explanations are ghosts, spirits, swamp gas, gnomes, and car headlights. Gnomes. Oh, I love gnomes. I know you wrote a blog about gnomes all the way back in probably about a year ago. That was like my first blog was about gnomes. We're coming up on our one year anniversary of the podcast. We got to do something special for you guys. Okay. Orbs. I kind of forgot about orbs. But you know, I told you like our family friends have that haunted hotel that they own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would go and stay there. And every time we took a picture, there would be orbs in the back. And like, have any of those photos? They're like physical photos. Oh, not to like make them public. I just want to see that. I know. I would have to go back and find them. The cameras we had back in the day, to be fair, were not the same as the cameras we have now. So it could have just been like a weird lighting thing. But without fail, every time we took a photo there, whether it was inside or outside or like on the lake, there would be orbs in the back. That's so freaky. And people like had stories of seeing orbs in real life too. That is freaky. That's wild. Like, what are orbs? I kind of forgot about orbs. Yeah, I don't think about those much. I always just assume it's like weird lighting stuff. Because there's two orbs right behind you right now. Ooh, just reflection. That's clearly just reflection of the light on that that painting. Yeah. (laughs) There's four of them. There's four of them, and they're evenly spaced. (laughs) And they haven't moved this entire time. (laughs) Spooky. Spooky scary. Um, Yeah, orbs. I want to hear more orb stories. Have you been attacked by an orb? I've not been attacked by an orb, but I think I've seen them. If you've been attacked by an orb, call us at 914-627-8582. And tell us all about it. <laughs> you could receive compensation if you have been <laughs> If you have been by harassed an by an orb, we will compensate. <laughs> you can receive compensation upward of upwards of $100,000. Upwards of $20 in Domino's pizza. <laughs> yes. Has big dominoes affected your orbing? What are orbs or what the fuck are orbs though? That's a really good question. I used to hear so much about orbs. I haven't heard that word in such a long time. Yeah. Also, what the hell's the difference between like 
a ghost and a ghoul and a specter. Okay, a ghoul is just like an old-timey word for ghost, I'm pretty sure. Is it an Italian ghost? A ghoul. A gabagool. <laughs> okay, so this is an old-timey, like, old-timey term. Like, what's a specter? A specter seems like, a specter seems like a badass ghost. I don't know what a specter is. Okay, according to Wikipedia, which is very accurate source. It's a decent source. A ghoul is a demon-like being or monstrous humanoid originating in pre-Islamic religion associated with graveyards and consuming human flesh. Wow, we gotta do some research on ghouls. We gotta look into ghouls because that is different a gu- than a ghost. I thought a ghoul was an antonym for, or not, I thought ghoul is a synonym for ghost, so. In modern fiction, the term has often been used for a certain kind of undead monster. Okay, so this is not an announcement, it's nothing spinalized, but I think we're gonna wrap up the episode now. So a few things, hopefully this month we'll get our pirate expert on. I've been looking forward to this for months and months and months. So if you like pirates, look out for that. And October is spooky season. It's our one year anniversary. We're going to just only do spooky topics in October. Yeah. And maybe honestly, even like the end of September, because it's spooky season. I love spooky season. I'm already in a spooky season mood. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to move to Texas until after Halloween, because you don't get spooky season down there because it's uh, it's hot. Yeah. You don't get fall. You don't get pumpkins. I know. The fall activities are my favorite. I know. I love fall activities. Anyway, let's wrap up the episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want a $20 Domino's gift card, subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, tell a friend. Those are three entries right there. And then you have to take a screenshot and um, tag us at podcast underscore misfits on Twitter. And you're entered to win three times right there for a $20 Domino's gift card that I do not want. Beautiful beautiful and then we're also on reddit r slash misfits and mysteries check us out you can find us on instagram podcast underscore misfits as well as always leave us a voicemail we miss your voicemails we had some really great ones from you guys our as i've reiterated a few times our number is 914-627-8582 we had an awesome bigfoot encounter and we had an awesome ghost story it was the very first one we played you guys should really put uh send us in they're really fun when we do that and we really appreciate it yes All right. Well, stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.